You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going this fine October 19th, Tuesday night? Yesterday, we saw Derrick Henry absolutely manhandle the Buffalo Bills. And I, uh, I'm i doing this podcast now. My midterms, they're done. So I've got time really to, to crank out a bunch of podcasts this week. Thankful for that. Did, did much better on this round of exams than the first round. So that was good. But um, we're going to talk about specific players. And from here on out, we'll do uh, starts and sits every week. But we're going to try to do at least one show a week where we talk. I always say we. I guess it's I. I guess it's I. It just sounds lonely if it's just me sitting in a closet. Uh, But I guess I'm going to do one show a week where I talk about specifically players that are asked about on TikTok. So Tuesday, Monday, whenever I get around to it, I'm going to post on TikTok and say, hey, what players do you want to hear about? And you'll drop the comments in the ones with the most likes I'll talk about. Um, This page was originally created. What I wanted was a fantasy football podcast where I would hear someone talk about the players that I own, the players that I was confused about, because that's really what I felt was missing in the world of fantasy football podcasts. Uh, there wasn't a page that just talked about a player that I really wanted to know about. It could be a a, a player that no one else really cares about. Uh, and I could ask, hey, what's going on with this this guy? That And, and someone I wanted to have talk about that. Uh, and I'm not pretending to be so much smarter than everyone else or anything, but sometimes it is nice to just hear someone talk about a player that you own and you're curious about. Should I drop them? Should I trade them? Should I start them? You know, so we're going to start things off. I think this guy was the most requested player to be talked about. Antonio Gibson. He's undergoing an MRI on his lower leg. And those MRI results will um, dictate very much on how we treat Antonio Gibson throughout the rest of the season. There's a chance that we don't see Gibson for several weeks if these MRI Results come back bad. They might place him on IR. He would miss three weeks. And the third week, week nine, would be their bye week. So then he'd come back and face Tampa Bay, Carolina. So two bad matchups. I was talking earlier. I want to move on from Gibson. I said this before last week. I said I want him to have a good game against Kansas City, that easy matchup, and then I want to move on from him. That good game didn't happen. He got injured, and then he fumbled, and then he came back and got injured. It was a disastrous game. Now I am just trying to move on from him with what I can do. So in most leagues where I own Gibson, I think it's two, maybe one. I I can't remember. I'm trying to send him and a good wide receiver for a great running back. Or, Or not like Derrick Henry, but something like Antonio Gibson and Justin Jefferson for James Robinson. And those are leagues where I have a lot of wide receiver depth. I understand it's going to vary by team. But the main point I'm trying to say is I am wanting to move away from Antonio Gibson as far as possible. Because let's be honest, 
the work hasn't been there for Gibson this season like we had hoped. We had been hoping for a Christian McCaffrey-type role. That's what they actually promised us back in the offseason. It hasn't happened. He hasn't been as productive as we'd hoped. Only 59 rushing yards per game. Only 19 receiving yards per game. He has four drops, which ranks fourth at the running back position. So it's not like he's he's this... Well, he should have been an amazing pass catcher, but he was a wide receiver in college. But for some reason, he hasn't really developed into that. Um, now, he also really hasn't been a phenomenal runner. 3.9 yards per carry, uh, 4.7 yards per touch, only three breakaway runs. Uh, he hasn't really been great this year. 34th, he ranks in breakaway run rate at 34 Uh, He's evaded tackles, and he has a high juke rate percentage. But apart from that, he's been below average in every statistic when it comes to running back. Now, he has a lot of name recognition in the fantasy world, and he's had some good games. So his value isn't super, super low, but the, the leg injury definitely hurts it. So I'm trying to move on from Antonio Gibson before we get news about the leg injury, because who knows? Maybe the leg is fine and we still get him in Green Bay, Denver, by Tampa Bay, Carolina. You know, five straight weeks where I'm not excited about the start. And then I just want to move on. I just want to move on. I'm just saying that as much as I want to make it as clear as possible. Five straight weeks where even if he's healthy, I'm not excited about starting him. This offense is regressing massively. Green Bay, they'll put up points. It's going to be pass-heavy, favor McKissick. Tampa Bay favors McKissick. I just don't want Antonio Gibson anymore. He hasn't been as great as a player as we'd hoped, and he definitely has been the fantasy option we'd hoped. So move on from him. Trade him for what you can. Keenan Allen. Let's talk about him. He's been very underwhelming. Number 25 PPR wide receiver, number 33 in standard leagues. He just hasn't done much. It's not that he's been bad. He just hasn't done that much. He, he ranks sixth in routes run. He um, He's on a pass-heavy team. The Chargers have 41 pass plays per game, which is number three in the league. He's on the field 89% of the time. He's on the field. He's getting targets. It's just not resulting in fantasy points. A big reason is his, his target share on this offense is down from where it's been in the past. His hog rate, so percentage of the the targets per snap to him are 16.4%, which is down from what he usually sees. He's not really the bona fide wide receiver one on this offense right now. And that's something we're not used to from from, um, Keenan Allen. But he's got 39 receptions, which ranks seventh, which ranks seventh. He's 19th in receiving yards, so he's not terrible. It just isn't coming to uh, fruition for fantasy. He has a lot of drops. That is a big part no one seems to be talking about. He has seven drops, which ranks first among wide receivers right now. So we've got a mixture of Keenan Allen hasn't been performing at an elite level. He's been fine. And then Mike Williams has been performing at an elite level. So we go into the bye and the New England Philly, and Keenan Allen seems to be the wide receiver two on the Chargers offense. I think Mike Williams has overtaken at this point in terms of fantasy football, the wide receiver one role in uh, LA. He is bigger, stronger, faster, everything. He's the the big play guy. 
and he's seeing way more volume than Keenan Allen is most weeks. So Keenan Allen isn't bad. He's just not great like you were hoping for. So it's a case of if we readjust the way we view Keenan Allen and view him as a high-end wide receiver three, lower-end wide receiver two with upside, then he's fine. He's good. He's good at that. He will be good at that the rest of the season. But I think as long as you're considering him your wide receiver one or two, you're going to be disappointed a lot of weeks. Now, there will be weeks. uh, New York Giants coming up, Kansas City, Houston, that uh, weeks 14, 15, 16, that he might go off and win people championships by exploding in the playoffs. That could happen. But in terms of the consistency this year, I don't think it will be there. All righty, Chase Edmonds. Let's talk a bit about him. He's been good when he plays. Uh, he's, he's well, it's tale of two cities. For Chase Edmonds, he's a number 17 PPR running back, so RB2. In standard league's number 29, so he's pretty bad in a standard league. Uh, last two weeks were rough. He was dealing with some injuries, but um, he gets Houston next. So if he is healthy against Houston, I want to fire him up as a flex play especially in this bi-pocalypse sort of week. He's not an amazing runner. He's not bad, but his his points mostly come as a receiver. And if Max Williams is hurt, he might even see an increased amount of targets. But he's seen a very consistent number, four to eight targets every single week, usually about four receptions for, for 30 yards, which gives him a safe floor. It gives him a safe floor. Now, if he gets involved on the ground or scores a touchdown, he's... Very solid. If he doesn't, he's lower end, lower end flex play. But he's always someone who, if you need to plug and play someone, Chase Edmonds is where I'd go. Because, like I said, the PPR uh, upside or floor is very high, usually. Because this offense passes the ball so much. I mean, they they rank, um, I'm not sure where it is. I, I think they're the most pass-heavy team right now in the league. And he's he's a good runner. He does isn't a high volume runner, but he is a solid runner. And he ranks, you know, fourth in slot snaps in his position, seventh in routes run with 109. So he's on the field as a receiver. So I do like him as a flex play most weeks. DeAndre Swift, another uh PPR standard league double uh meaning, you know, number six running back in PPR leagues, number 13 in standards. So in one, he's an elite RB1. In the other, he's a yeah, solid RB2. So very different. But um, rest of season, what are the expectations for DeAndre Swift? I love him. I love DeAndre Swift. I think he is a top six running back, what he's been for the rest of the season. I don't see a reason for this to stop. I don't see a reason for this to slow down. The receiving work has been so incredibly consistent through the first weeks. Uh, six weeks that I expect it to stay, you know, exactly where it is. And I actually think that he will be more and more involved on the ground as well. He's getting healthier. He's getting healthier and healthier. Remember, he was struggling with some injuries early on. We're seeing a snap percentage, 68, 63, 56. After that week three game against Baltimore, up to 73, 74, 78. Saw his highest snap percentage of the whole season. Saw 13 carries. It didn't result in much on the ground. He saved the day with a touchdown. But if he's getting more involved on the ground and really becoming the main running back on the ground and then also continuing to see the six receptions a week, he might break into top four level. Now, this offense 
will hold him back from being, you know, top three. But out of necessity, DeAndre Swift will be involved. As long as he's healthy, he's an incredibly talented player. So I like DeAndre Swift rest of season. He's someone that I would try to package Antonio Gibson and a good, good wide receiver for him. Him or James Robinson. Those are the two trade targets. Terry McLaurin, let's talk about him next. Uh, This is another case. He's playing at a very high level. Uh, He's been phenomenal in real life as well as fantasy. He's been very solid except for the past two weeks. And that is why I'm trying to move on now from Terry McLaurin. Look, Terry McLaurin is a phenomenal player who can have massive games in fantasy football. But he can also disappear because his offense, the, the offense that he is tied to is terrible. The quarterback he is tied to is not an NFL-level quarterback. And he can disappear. He showed us week five, eight points. Week six, six points. Now, will he come back and put up 30? He could. He could. He's done it before. But I don't want my wide receiver one, or really my wide receiver two, to have that level of inconsistency. I would try to move on from Terry McLaurin. I would try to trade him because, you know, the name has a lot of respect. He's had some big weeks, and there might be people trying to buy low on Terry McLaurin, saying, ah, he had two off weeks. Let them buy low and sell him. Sell Terry McLaurin and move on from him before the bye week. Now, after the bye week, he gets Tampa Bay. So don't be surprised if after the bye week, he blows up and you you regret it and feel terrible. But trust me, I'm moving on from Terry McLaurin. The rest of the season is going to be rocky. He'll have weeks. He'll have weeks where he's great. He'll have weeks when he's a top five wide receiver. But I don't want to rely on him because I can't rely on someone on the Washington football team right now. Especially as we get, you know, close to the playoffs. We're, we're, you know, we're we're almost halfway to the end of the season. We've got to start looking at playoffs. And when we're in those, you know, winner go home, Games, I don't really want anyone on the Washington football team in my roster. Now, Terry McC- uh, Calvin Ridley, we're talking about next. He's struggled a bit. Um, he really has not been as elite as we'd hoped. The, the, the departure of Julio Jones seems to have affected him. Um, you know, best case scenario for Calvin Ridley is Kyle Pitts shows up again and is great. And that makes it so it's not a one-dimensional offense. If we can get Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley and Cordero Patterson all working in unison, I think Calvin really will be just fine. He gets Miami after the bye week. And his uh, his like ranking looks way lower than it really is because he didn't play week five because of personal issues, and then he had a bye week right after that. So I know, I know that he's the number 47 PPR wide receiver, but if we take out those two weeks, which which in my opinion, that's fair to do, because he, he didn't play them and it wasn't like he got injured. He, he had a personal issue. You can't, you can't always bank on that. You know, that doesn't happen usually. So if we take just the weeks that he has played, which is weeks one, two, three, and four. And if we look at what he's done in those four weeks and compare him to the other wide receivers, I'm talking a little slow because PFF is being very slow right now. Let's see where he ranks. He ranks as the number... Where on earth did he go? Man alive, where is he? Where's Calvin Ridley? 22, 22. Number 22 wide receiver in that span. So weeks he's played, he's been the number 22 receiver, which is not what you wanted from Calvin Ridley. 
But it isn't this disgraceful, oh my gosh, get him off my team. I can't believe he's, he's killing me. It hasn't been like that. It's been mediocre. The expectations were very high, but he was seeing 8, 10, 11, 13 targets, a ton of involvement. Calvin Ridley, the, the, the consensus around him is much lower than where I think it should be. Against Miami and then Carolina, I think Calvin Ridley could really break out and show us what we wanted when we drafted him so early this past offseason. So Calvin Ridley is someone that I am trying to trade for right now. I'm trying to trade for Calvin Ridley before he plays Miami because he might he might go. All right. Kadarius Tony. People wanted me to talk about him. The ankle is reported to be very much more serious than they had initially thought. Um, but then they came out and said he's expected to miss at least one game, which makes it sound not that serious. I wish the Giants would just place this man on injured reserve. I just wish they would put him on injured reserve. He'll miss those three weeks, and then he'll come back after a bye week, all healthy, all fresh, and he'll get Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Miami. Just put him on injured reserve and let the man get healthy. But nope, they're going to they're gonna send him out one week and then throw him back in. He might re-aggravate it. Very frustrating to see these teams kind of not treat the young talent, the, the young superstar, I, I would say, that they want him to be. They want Tony to be a young superstar. You spent your first-round pick on him. I'm sorry, though. You're not beating the Chiefs. You're not beating Vegas. Why are you going to play him in those games and risk a re-aggravation? If you can let him get fully healthy, then he really could break out and heading into next season say, okay, we didn't have a great year, but we have a player who's going to lead us to the promised land next year. But no, if you keep getting this guy injured, it's going to be a rough, rough start to his career. So please, Giants, please let this man get healthy. Don't force him to play against Kansas City and Vegas. Like, that matchup is good on paper, but but you're not winning. You're not winning. You're not going to win those games. You, you, sink. you stink, okay? So just let this man get healthy and play him week 11 after his bye. All right, Darnell Mooney. He saw eight targets against the Packers, put up 15 points. You know, weeks four, 18, week five, six, week six, 15. He's had some good weeks. Uh, he seems to be the favorite target for um, Justin Fields over Allen Robinson, who is almost droppable, might I dare say. Uh, he gets Tampa Bay this week, and there are two ways this could go, and I don't know what to do with him. Uh, there's, there's route number one. The rush defense is amazing, so Fields has to go through the air. The secondary is terrible, and Darnell Mooney has a great week. Or there's round number two, which is the Bears get boat raced and they sack Justin Fields 10 times. You're going to be playing roulette on which, which outcome you want. Now it's the Bears, so I'm more, more inclined to say it's option B. However, I have a feeling that I will be putting money on Darnell Mooney going over his projection on price picks this week with that Tampa Bay matchup. Tampa Bay is so beatable through the air, and I think Darnell Mooney might be a special player, might be a special talent. Cordero Patterson. Let's get something out. Let's, let's clear the air. There is an idea that Cordero Patterson is only good because necessity. You know, there's nowhere else for the ball to go in, in Atlanta. So Cordero Patterson, of course, he's good, but he's not going to keep it up. That is not true. That is simply not true. Yes, he, he has been heavily involved so far. He has five... He, he ranks fifth in targets for the running back at 30. He ranks five in total touchdowns with five. But 
also, he has been good. 295 receiving yards. Fantasy points per opportunity, 1.43, or ranks second. Fantasy points per game, he ranks third. He's demanding a 15.2% target share as a running back, but he also is getting 11.8 yards per reception, which is second in the league at the running back position. He's running 3.88 yards per route, which is second highest for the running back. He's been an actual good player. And then running, running the ball, yards per touch, 7.1 yards per touch, yards per carry, 4.2. He's been a good runner. He's been a good pass catcher. He's an actual good player. And yes, a lot of the fancy points are because there's a lack of talent. Well, no. A lot of it has been because there's not a reliable outlet for Matt Ryan right now. You know, Kyle Pitts, rookie, he's not going to rely on him the way they did on Julio. Cordero Patterson, veteran who's been in the league a long time. Okay, it's going to him. But he has been capitalizing. There are plenty of players getting volume who are not capitalizing like Patterson. So we need to stop kind of thinking of Patterson as uh, he just he's just getting so much volume, he's good, but it's going to die down. First off, if that were true, I don't think that will die down. But second off, it's not even true. He's been a good player in the NFL. Go watch his tape. Go on NFL Game Pass, all 22. Watch every play. He's a good runner and a great pass catcher right now. And he's he's basically their wide receiver two and their running back one. So I am staying in the flames with Cordero Patterson. I'm not trying to sell him. I, I'm just holding on to some steal that I got at the end of the end of the draft. And I'm thankful. I'm not looking to move him around and get someone. No, no, no. no. I'm thankful for Cordero Patterson. Talk about him on Thanksgiving podcast. We'll talk about him a lot. Miles Sanders. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to do, guys. You you wanted me to talk about Miles Sanders. This is kind of like Miles Gaskin. There are two players where I just don't know what to tell you. I just have no clue. I I don't think I've ever been completely speechless about a player as Miles Sanders. Uh, he's on the field. He had 83% snap share, but they just don't run the ball. They just don't run the ball with him. And it doesn't seem like it's changing. He can't be started right now. He can't be started. Um, You can't start Miles Sanders right now until he does something. He's not droppable or tradable, even no one wants him. So tough, tough toenails, I guess, if you have Miles Sanders. It sucks, but what, what do you do with him? I don't know. You just sit him on the bench and cry. That's what I'm doing. Now, I will say one thing. Uh, his schedule, week 12, listen to this. Giants, Jets, by Washington. Giants, Washington. That's how he finishes up the season. If they can start giving Miles Sanders 10 runs a game, 10, 15 runs a game, and four receptions, he might be the stupidest league winner of all time. If they can start giving the ball to Miles Sanders, he might be the stupidest league winner of all time because of the the, the last six weeks' incredible matchups. If he somehow starts getting the ball more, put up 20 points a game, which he can do in those matchups with volume, you're going to be able to buy him You know, after this week. If he puts up four points, I mean, you always find him on the waiver. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We're going to talk about another player. Jamar Chase. I was going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins, but I don't really want to. Well, I, 
look, Hopkins is great. He's still great. We see it every week. He's a great player. He's just not getting, you know, 80% of the receptions right now. And that probably won't change. So there, there's, there's the DeAndre Hopkins breakdown. Jamar Chase, though. Now, this is interesting. He's the number five wide receiver overall right now. No one's treating him like that. No one's thinking about that. You were thinking about who are the best fantasy wide receivers right now. Well, we, we got Mike Williams. He's had a big breakout year. We've got, we got CeeDee Lamb. He was great. We got Justin. No. Jamar Chase, guys, has been remarkable. He's having basically the best start to a rookie wide receiver season in all of the NFL history. He has been absolutely lights out. Now, is this the real deal? Yes. He was insane in college and he was drafted and week one, bam, he's great. So I'm staying in the flames with Jamar Chase. But here's who I'm not staying in the flames with or might not be staying in the flames with right now. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has looked the part of the, the franchise guy this year. But he gets Baltimore, Jets, Cleveland, Vegas, Pittsburgh. Those are not easy matchups. He starts playing some tough defense. You know, he's, he's faced Jacksonville, Detroit, Chicago. He's faced some easy matchups. Apart from the Jets, the rest of the next four or six weeks, they're very tough matchups. And Joe Burrow has a chance to prove to us if he is there yet as as a quarterback, if he's really arrived. I don't know what he'll do. He could really flame out here in the back half of the season and underwhelm. Or he could keep doing what he's doing, which would be incredibly impressive. I don't know which way it will go. But will it affect Jamar Chase that much? I don't really think so. Why? Because Jamar Chase is the wide receiver one on this offense. He's the most talented wide receiver. He has the big playability as well as the chemistry with Joe Burrow in clutch decision-making times. And Jamar Chase will get his yards and his catches and his touchdowns no matter what. That is how I'm viewing Jamar Chase. Now, if Joe Burrow's absolutely terrible, okay, it will affect him a bit. But I think Joe Burrow can struggle a bit here in the next few weeks against these tougher matchups and Jamar Chase will still produce high-end fantasy numbers. We got a few more people that I want to mention. Najee Harris, man alive. Number three running back in PPR leagues. Oh, but he's terrible. He just he just has points because he gets a bunch of receptions. Not true. He's the number five standard running back. Najee Harris has been great this season. He's on a bye week. Thank you. He gets to rest. Then he comes back against Cleveland, Chicago, Detroit. Gets some nice matchups. Uh, he gets he gets uh, Kansas City later on in the playoffs of fantasy football. So that's exciting. Najee Harris is um, a top five running back in my eyes rest of season. I don't really see a reason for this to stop. He has an incredibly safe floor because of the obscene uh, uh, targets he's seen. He's seeing, you know, on average about an eight nine targets per game. He's converting them into yards because he's a great player. And then he's also running a lot better than he was earlier in the season. You know, four yards to carry, five yards to carry, 3.3. You know, he's he's been getting better as an actual player as well as continuing to see a high amount of volume on the ground and through the air. So Najee Harris, love, 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 rest of season. I'm drafting him everywhere next year as well. Sterling Shepard, um... Yeah. 
if if Kadarius Tony isn't back by week eight with Kansas City, I guess we're we're throwing in Sterling Shepard. He should be rostered. Well, a lot of leagues he's still isn't. But if everyone's injured on the Giants, the ball has to go somewhere. Might be ugly, but pick up Sterling Shepard if he's unowned. Then the guy I want to talk about last is Jalen Hurts. We talk about him a lot. Him a lot. He's the number four quarterback right now. Number four quarterback. This season, he hasn't put up a game with less than 20 fantasy points. Absolutely unreal. Against Tampa Bay, he had 26 fantasy points, and he only threw for 115 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. (laughs) I love Jalen Hurts so much. Uh, Some people are like, you can't last because he's getting benched. I don't think he's going to get benched. Um, (laughs) I don't think he's going to get benched. But he is a fantasy cheat code. He's he's the the, the epitome of, you know, real life success and fantasy success are sometimes very different things. And Jalen Hurts has shown us that more than anyone in a long time. Um, I don't really remember many players kind of being terrible in real life and this good. There have been players who are mediocre in real life. And then fantasy stars, but Jalen Hurts like trash playing right now, superstar. So I just love it. But here's what I want to talk about: Week Twelve, Giants. Week Thirteen, Jets. Bye Week, Washington, Giants, Washington. That's how he finishes up this season. Those are the the fantasy football playoffs. He gets a bye, he gets rested. Then in the fantasy football playoffs, he plays Washington, the Giants, and Washington. Two of those games at home. Jalen Hurts is going to go absolutely nuclear in the fantasy football playoffs. He will be the player that is, when they break it down and say, this is the player that was owned on 90% of the, the fantasy champion teams. It will be Jalen Hurts this year. And as disgusting as it might seem, it might also be Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, I would try to get them on your team. Hurts will be harder. Hurts it will be harder. But capitalize on that fear that he's playing so poorly in real life that he'll get benched. I don't think that's going to happen because I think they're going to win some of these matchups coming up. I think they lose to Vegas, but it's winnable. But I think they can beat Detroit. Uh, I think they can potentially beat Denver. And then I think they beat the Giants and the Jets and then Washington, Giants, Washington. I think they can end up with, you know, six, eight wins. When all is said and done, it's going to be really ugly. It's going to be really ugly. But man alive, for fantasy, it will be beautiful. It will be beautiful. So Miles Sanders, gosh, I hate this. I hate how even at the beginning of this podcast, it was like, Miles Sanders is gross. Then I started talking about him. I was like, I don't even want to talk about this. I don't know what to do with him. And now I'm like fully convinced that Miles Sanders is going to be a, a league-winning superstar at the end of the season. I hate it, but I've talked myself into it. Oh, oh, it feels bad. It feels bad. I guess this is the new buy low on David Montgomery. Buy low on Miles Sanders. Not, uh, it does not feel good. I feel like I need to take a shower after saying that. Have you ever pooped your pants? That's how I feel right now. Anyways, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Before we go, let me remind you to download prize picks using promo code PROFIT to be automatically entered into the awesome, awesome giveaway. The amazing DK Metcalf rookie card. So beautiful. It's very majestic. It's got a diamond in it. It has a literal diamond in it. 
Uh, it, it's amazing. So go download Prize Picks. Use that promo code Profit. They'll match your initial deposit one hundred percent up to a hundred dollars, and you'll be automatically entered in that giveaway. We'll do that giveaway when when uh, when when uh, Russell Wilson comes back, just because it's kind of lame to do a Seahawks giveaway when Geno Smith is playing. Anyways, Prize Picks. If you don't know how to play, basically you put in some money, twenty bucks, whatever you want, and you choose the over or the under on total fantasy points or rushing yards or receiving yards. Basically, if you think this guy will have a better game than what he's projected, and if you get them right, you win money. So here's a here's a fantasy cheat code. Uh, select over on Jalen Hurts, over on Derrick Henry, whatever he's at, and uh, then put in five bucks and make $25 on that. It's, it's easy. It's easy to do. It's fun. It makes it a little skin in the game. So go do that, and I will see you whenever I see you next. At this point, the schedule for the podcast is pretty sporadic. I, I, I feel like with school kind of heating up, I don't know when exactly these will come out, but they're going to be they're gonna be three a week. That's the number. Uh, last week, I don't think... Did we make three? Might have done two. I don't know. Oh, well, we'll see you. We'll see, I'll see you when I see you. It'll be pretty soon, though. All right. Thank you for listening. <laughs>